Hi, this is Don Pesco of Think to Christ Ministries, and I'd like to welcome you to our broadcast today. I'm glad that our paths and life have crossed again. Think to Christ Ministries is based on Philippians 4.13, which says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. The ministry is geared to the physically, spiritually, and mentally challenged individual, to let them know that they can do all things through Christ that strengthens them. For without Christ, we can do nothing. I myself am a physically challenged person. I was born with cerebral palsy. I wear two hearing aids. I walk with a slight limp. And from time to time, you may even hear me slur my words. Our last message, we heard how God sees us differently than the way that the rest of the world does, or even how we see ourselves differently. And there is a trap that we can fall into. Uh, that we think that we are better than other people. Uh, and I'd like to share with you a message that I had uh, put together many years ago on humility, and I think it is um, right for the situation. Uh, just to give you a little bit of a background, I was watching a TV show uh, and reading an article on different... Um, like the yuppie generation, the baby boomer generation, and the Generation X. Uh, the baby boomer generation was uh, this is called the greatest generation because they had they went through World War II, and their philo philosophy was to help others, and they taught their children in this role, and that was from like the. 1945 up until like the 1980s I might be a little bit off and then we had the um, yuppie generation from like the 1980s until 1990s uh, and the yuppie generation was more focused on work and how far they could get ahead in life and on business. Uh, then it got to the Generation X, which I think that's the generation that I'm part of. Uh, that is the me generation. Uh, and I'm not stereotyping everyone that is uh, part of Generation X or the yuppies or the baby boomers. Uh, and this is the attitude of the Generation X. Uh, it's all about ourselves. Uh, how far can we get ahead? What does this do for me? And what can I get out of this? And like I stated earlier, I know that there are exceptions to the rules. Uh, now, if you're Generation X... Uh, don't blame your parents. Uh, and I, I can see where this is a selfish attitude. Uh, and I can see where it has... I, I don't know what the generation after Generation X is called. Uh, but I can see uh, where that attitude comes uh, in today. Uh, where people are... 
They don't think that uh, certain things apply to them. They think that they're better than other people. They think that they um, deserve this. Um, just to um, say this, my grandfather had a saying. He said, in this life, this life owes you nothing. Everything you get, you get in this life, you work for this life owes you nothing. Uh, and then in the same context, salvation. You're not owed salvation. Salvation is by grace. And grace is by God. That is a gift from God. That is given to us because he sent his son to die on the cross for our sins. So it is a gift of God. It's not something that you are owed. With that being said, with the Generation X or the me attitude, uh, you may be miserable. You may be too focused on your problems. And you may have alienated your friends and family. You may feel alone or you may not sh sure what to do. And you may be thinking that you're the only person that is going through this problem. And I can tell you from personal experience, there is only one way out of this attitude or this mindset. That is to change your mindset to a more humbling. And you may be saying to yourself, how can I find out? To humble myself. Where can I find an example. And have a life of giving. And a, and a life of service. While the Lord has laid it on my heart. This week to share with you. Because there is no greater example. Of humility. Than that of Jesus Christ. And his followers. And when I say followers. I mean disciples of Jesus Christ. Because you have Christians. And then you have disciples. And I, like I said earlier, I can tell you from personal experience uh, that it's a humbling experience of uh, I first preached this message on the radio. And now I'm using it uh, as a podcast and it's very humbling to share God's word with you. And it's very humbling to share with someone as they're laying on their deathbed, a loved one, uh, the love of Christ. Or counseling someone that is going through a tough time or is hurting and needs some direction. Uh, I'd like to start with uh, how we could change our attitude in the book of Matthew. Uh, 16 verses 4 to 28 and this is the King James Version then said Jesus unto his disciples if any man will come after me let him deny my deny himself and take up his cross and follow me for whoever will save his life will lose it 
and whoever loses his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man, prophet, if you shall gain the whole world and lose his only soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in his glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his work. Verily I say unto you, there be some here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man come in his kingdom. Jesus said, Whosoever come after me, let him deny himself and follow me. Jesus said, Whoever comes after me, let him deny himself and follow me. That means that sometimes we need to deny ourselves of what we want and to do what the Lord wants us to do. Now that does not mean that we are not allowed to have goals. But if that goal conflicts with my beliefs and puts others first and puts that in front of others, then we need to pray about it and find out if it's truly what the Lord wants us to do. Jesus said, whoever lays down his life shall lose it. That means that we are to hold on to the things of this life. We will miss what the Lord, what he has prepared for us. But when we give our lives to the Lord, we find life we find new meaning we find a purpose we find a, a new beginning Jesus said that what will a man give in exchange if he gains the whole world and loses only begotten soul when we really look at this what can you possibly give in exchange for your soul? Nothing. Because you've already lost everything. As it says in John chapter 6, verses 38 and 40. For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which had sent me, that all which he had given me I should lose nothing, but should be raised up again in the last days. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up in the last days. We have to realize that Jesus came down not to do his own will, but the will of the Father that sent him, and that Jesus did this as an example unto us. We have to be very careful, because as it says in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 and 22, Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, we have, have we not prophesied it in thy name? 
and casted out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. Jesus is telling us that we must do the will of the Father. Our reward for doing the will of the Father is going to heaven. Jesus is also telling us that we must do it for the right reason. And not everyone that comes to Jesus saying, I'm doing your, your will to go to heaven, will we'll go to heaven. And as it says in Matthew chapter 19, verse 30, But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Jesus is saying here that the first person down here putting their ambitions and their will in, fr in front of his, shall be last in heaven. And he, this is a very important statement that Jesus makes here in Matthew 10, verses 24 and 25. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above the Lord. It is even for the disciples that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? You can look at this first in another way. No one else is above anyone else, and no one is better than anyone and we're all the same in the sight of the Lord. But Jesus, if we are his disciples, he's saying, I am not above you, nor you are above me, but I'm doing this as an example unto you. As it says in the book of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 28, 26 and 28, but it shall not be among you, but whoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whoever will be the chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came down not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life for a ransom for many. Jesus did not come to be ministered unto, but to minister. Another way we can look at this is Jesus did not come to have people serve him, but he came to serve them. And this is a parable in Luke chapter 14, verses 7 to 8. And he put forth this parable to those which were fighting. When he marked how they chose out the chief room, saying unto them, When thou art bidden by anyone, by any man, to a wedding, sit not down in the highest room, lest one more honorable man than thou abide with him. And he that abide thee, and come and say to thee, Give this man place, and thou, being put with shame, take the low place. But when thou abide, go and sit in a low place, that when he that abideth thee 
cometh. He saying unto thee, Friend, go to the high place. Thou shalt have worship in the presence of them that sit at the meat with thee. For whoever exalts himself shall ab abide, and he that humble himself shall be exalted. What Jesus is telling us here is that we don't always need to be first, and we don't always need to exalt ourselves. How embarrassing is it that you sit in the wrong place and you're not really so high? God will, God will exalt you in his own way. Uh, most people, uh, when I go to church or I go to an event, I always sit in the back, and people always uh, think that I sit in the back to get away from from things. But I always sit in the back so I can get the full picture of everything, uh, so I can hear the minister, so I can uh, see the presenter, so I can see. That's why I sit in the back. And as it says in Matthew 6.33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto, unto you. Jesus here is telling us we must first seek the kingdom of heaven and put our ambitions aside. You may say, how can I change my attitude, my lifestyle? I'm always tired of fighting to be number one. I'm tired of worrying about how everyone else thinks of me. As it says in John chapter 3, verses 1 to 7. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher that come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou dost except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of, see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of the water, and of the spirit he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel that I, that I not say unto thee, thou must be born again. Jesus is saying here that we must be born of the spirit, not of the flesh. We must be born again. And I want to share with you this one last verse. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. You are a new creature. The old things are passed away, and things become new. Your old way of thinking goes away, and this new wave of thinking comes in. From my personal experience, I can tell you it's a great joy to serve others. And then not have them serve you. And at this time, uh, 
we're going to have a little bit of music so you can uh, contemplate what the Lord is saying through the message. And we will uh, be back after this. Welcome back, and if you felt by the Lord to receive him as your Lord and Savior, please bow your head and repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I have not lived my life according to your will. You died and rose so that I may live. I now ask you to show me how to live my life according to your will. 
and to build a personal lasting relationship with you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, the angels in heaven rejoice, for one son and one daughter have come home to the Lord. And to help you with your walk with the Lord, you can contact us at strengththroughchristministries.org or you can email us at info at stcministries.org Until our paths in life cross again, may God bless you and keep you. And remember, this is your ministry and you can do all things through Christ to strengthen you. God bless.